name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. I'm going to get right into the possibly disturbing uh, fact about what is happening right now. I'm sipping on a rum. A rum. Yeah, you heard me. Uh, a high-end rum, though. So didn't even... That was a relatively uh, recent discovery, is that there's nice rums as in is in the same way that there are nice whiskeys and even nice tequilas, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm sipping on one. Yeah, it's... You know what it is? Got a little banana. Dare I say, a little fruitiness to it. Do you see how I did that? Because the title of this episode, Fruit. It's not just for breakfast. Okay, I don't... We'll see what happens. Uh, real quick, I was on a podcast called About Progress. Kind of dig it. And um, so I'm going to link that. How do you become an ultra runner even as a normal person? See, I'm starting to promote the book, Ultra Running, for normal people. Told you I'm going to be in, in Colorado. And I met this cool girl named Hillary Allen. She's what's called a good athlete, actually an elite athlete. Great story. She put out a book under the same publisher that I did. She's going to actually be uh, coming to a couple of my events in Colorado. So she's a pro and she's out there and people know about her. <clears throat> that sets her in many ways apart from me. Also, the fact that she runs super fast. I just met her on a Zoom yesterday and she goes, I said, how was she was in Asia? I said, how was the race? Thailand. I said, how was the race? She goes, oh man, I had a kind of a bad day. I got a trench foot. I had to get there because it was so humid and hot and I, it was really bad. I mean, I still came in the top 10. I was like, okay, I'm sorry. The audio is cutting out. Mm. I was like, I did an ultra recently, had a bad day and I came in the top. Uh, anyways, what's happening? Speaking of the ultra, and I have to tell you, I have a, tr a book trailer video on my YouTube channel and on my website, well, links, whatever, but I'll put a, a link there to it to watch it. However, if you hearken back to my post-race little wrap-up I did a couple episodes ago, I talked about how my shorts were falling down and how I used duct tape in a feeble, feeble attempt to uh, rectify that situation and it did not work. Anyways, in the video just in case you're wondering if I made that up in the video and even in the thumbnail to the video, you will see the duct tape. It's there. It looks pretty good. I mean, it's as far as the style goes, I expect North Face to have some duct tape sporting shorts pretty soon on the old, on the old market. Um, speaking of books, and I, you know, I'm reading this and that all the time because it's my job. I always tell people in the classes, like, you don't need to read nutrition books. Leave that to the people. You read whatever, take a class, and then move on and start doing the thing that you want to do, which usually isn't counting calories. I'm just saying, 15 years in, in I've never had a client who goes, you know, I, can you help me count calories? Can you help me pay closer attention to food? Because I'm not exhausted enough in my, old, my regular life that micromanaging my diet really seems the energetic boost that I'm looking for. Can you help me? The nutrition books that are out there, there's a new one by Gregor, uh, and I bought it, and I'm reading it, and I'm going, oh, yeah. There are books about staying alive versus books about being alive, and guess which one sells way better than the other? My thing is, if you appeal to someone's fear of dying, you will sell those books. You will sell those books. Appeal to their fear of dying, or fear of anything, but fear of dying, fear sells. 
fear sells. Look at the marketplace and see how much you see. If you're wondering why you're worried about protein is because fear has been built into that marketing campaign. A guy named Joshua Cash and I years ago, I've probably mentioned this fairly recently, but we coined a term, uh, a term called prototifophobia, which is the irrational fear of protein deficiency. Because, and that was years ago. That was like seven years ago. You don't know why? Because it's there. Because when you have advertising on that level and it's in, it stands in strict opposition to actual science, the advertising is going to be fear. I've called it one thing marketing. If you can convince somebody to sort of focus on one thing that they might not be getting, you can scare the shit out of them or just a more subtle fear. Either way, either way works because people will buy to not be afraid. So books about being alive don't sell as well as books about staying alive. Okay, just, just next time you go out there and you buy something, just say, what is this doing? Okay, how not to age? You know, it's got its stuff, but in 20, 30 pages in, I'm going, holy shit, I don't have the time. And I do this for a living, but it's exhausting to go that deep dive. And I can, things I can see is, because I've been, again, doing this a long time, working with lots of people, I can see, I can feel what is happening to people as they're reading this book. I can feel their fingers going to the keyboard to order this thing and then that, that thing and then that thing and then this thing and this thing and then that thing and all that kind of stuff just because the book is is just getting that too deep. And fine, you learn it, but without the perspective and 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 stress management picture, that is only the, the, only, the, the only thing that's going to save you is your ability to manage your stress, even around learning something like that, because you're not going to go, okay, now I have to do this. I'm afraid if I don't do it, you go, okay, good to know. Okay. Let me back that out, back out calmly. And okay. And I can look at this and that, and this isn't necessarily the final word. And there's probably others. Let me just take it easy. Let me take a, a, a slow breath. Got it. Okay, good. Thanks. Mm. Thanksies and show notesies to everybody uh, who Patreons me and has pre-purchased my book. The publisher says the the um, the sales are going pretty well, better than they expected, I would say, which is very exciting. I think it's I'm very, really happy about the book. So if you're thinking about ordering it anyways, go ahead and pre-order that because it's it's um, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mess with it. It helps me. Okay, I'm not asking you to do a favor. I'm saying if you're gonna buy the book anyways, buy it now. Then you have to think about it. It shows up in your in your mailbox in your actual mailbox uh fruit now before i get into that mike berbiglia is a comedian slash one man show it per off one man show off he i love him he's one of my favorite comedians his specials on netflix usually are fantastic if you ever have a chance to look him up do it because it's 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 very cool and he's very very good and it's whatever okay but i was watching his most recent um special that I think was on Netflix. I can't, I can't, can't remember, but he had a line in there that was so perfect that I was like, I got to talk about it on the podcast. And so in the, in the, in the, in the one man show, he's got, he's pre-diabetic. He's got some things going on. He's got, he doesn't eat, obviously wasn't eating well and eating lots of, you know, cheese and all this kind of stuff. So he, the doctor sends him to a nutritionist. So that was the one responsible doctor out there apparently. But anyways, see, it sends him to a nutritionist and he, and he had this line, he goes, so uh, I went to see a nutritionist and just so you know, a nutritionist knows everything that we already know. Then he goes on to say how the nutritionist told him to, you know, eat more vegetables. And the thing that's so funny about that is because I would say most classes and overwhelmingly most classes I've ever taught 
and I would say probably more clients than not, have a pretty darn good idea about how to eat well. They have a pretty darn good idea about healthy versus not healthy. There's a, there's a little wiggle room. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying there's a generally uh, pretty good knowledge there, which means, and this is what I started taking on many years ago, which is that while I do teach nutrition, I start off with a five-minute uh, diatribe, if you, if you want to call it that, about how everything they're going to learn in this class is two things. One, probably as much as they'll ever need to know, period. And two, they don't need to remember most of what I'm going to tell them. So I set that up already because it's like, here's what's going to, we're going to go a little deeper and then we're going to come back out and then you're going to walk out the door and you're going to have these very simple tools that I laid out for them to help you guide your life in terms of healthy eating. One of those tools is don't try to eat healthy all the time. But the second tool is it's not that uh, complicated. It's not that complicated. And generally people have a good idea. Now, do they know generally that protein powders are junk food? No. So even if they, whatever, they still go, I put protein powder in my thing. What about that? I go, save your money, buy a cucumber. Hey, let's, here we go. Um, and so, it, but it's simple. Got it? So I thought that was a very funny line. Anyways, the whole special has nothing to do with that. It was just a throwaway line kind of, but it was so perfect. And I do this for a living. But part of it is to convince people like when you walked in the door, you probably do enough. The knowledge is not what's keeping you from your healthy goals. The knowledge is not what's keeping you. It's the, do you have the tools to implement what you know? That is where 99.42% of the challenge lies in living a healthy, happy life is how do you get it done? Don't distract yourself by learning and more and more, more books and that back down. I'll do it once I get know this and I have to see this person and I've got 1,700 practitioners monitoring in a naturopath who's selling me a bunch of bottles and et cetera, et cetera. Okay. All right. I didn't mean, I didn't intend to get mad at you. I really didn't, but you know, I lose my temper. Probably the rum talking. Mm. I can't remember the name of the rum. I think it's like um, Jamaican, you know, Marley's. Uh, pirates rum. The episode is called uh, Fruit. Now, the first, I make bullet points. I don't write my these podcasts out. That's a shocker. But the first bullet point says, enough already. And here's, here, here, here's why. And again, I'm trying not to be angry about this. But the fruit thing keeps coming up so much that, by the way, I'm doing an entire podcast episode on it. The fruit thing in general public talking to me in my classes and with my clients, it is coming up a lot. And frankly, piss me off a little bit. Gotta tell ya. Spoiler alert, fruit is amazing for you. Fruit is amazing for you. Now, when I was talking about how people have a general idea, most people probably at one point thought fruit's good for you. But then because of crafty marketing, I always say, I, I, this is what I do in the class. I hold my, I hold three fingers up. And I go, if there are three things to sell, three things to sell you, and my product only has two of the three, and I fold down one finger, not don't don't worry about which fingers are which. I don't end up flipping them off at the end of the story, by the way. But I go, three things to sell. One of my product doesn't have one of those. My product only has the two of the three. What is my best marketing move to do about the third thing that's not in my product? And inevitably they say, say that it's bad, you know, make make people afraid of it. I go, yeah, that's carbs. That's what carbs, that's the brilliant evil, but brilliant marketing 
that has led people to believe that all carbs, first of all, are created equal. And second of all, that fruit is bad for you because it has carbohydrates in it and that it's very, 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 very bad for you. And that is a scary, scary thing in terms of how we're not being healthy and how silverback gorillas are eating a ton of fruit and looking at us like we're insane because we are. And so we are scared of carbs. That is the thing that is scaring us more than anything else in terms of dietary. More people come to me and go, I got to watch my carbs. I'm eating too many carbs, 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 carbs. Not one of them has been on a high carb diet. Not one. Way more fat, way more protein. And usually not healthy versions of those things. So they used to think fruit was healthy because it was sort of common sense, makes sense, fresh fruit. We were all kids, eat an apple, apple a day, this, you know, the deal. But now they're afraid of fruit or they're afraid of consuming too much fruit or they're afraid of their children eating fruit, afraid of their kids eating fruit. I've, I, this is, I'm not making it up. Okay. So if you think, oh, that's ridiculous, you may be thinking it. Okay. So I always tell people one rule of food in my house eat fruit. You can eat fruit whenever you want. You can eat fruit whenever you want. Eat fruit. You can eat six, five bananas before dinner. I'm not that hungry for dinner. Eat the, eat the fruit. It's okay. What about, what about blood sugar? It has fiber. It has water. It will not spike your blood sugar. Your body knows how to handle it. It pulls the sugar right on out because it's low fat and low protein. It's got great. It's great for diabetes. Yes. I'm not joking. Okay. Read the damn science or trust me. Okay. And I would probably read this. I wouldn't trust me. I'm having, I'm drinking rum while I'm talking about fruit. Yeah. Is it next level genius? It could be. I don't, other people say that. I don't say that about myself. I'm just saying other people have said, if he's drinking rum and talking about fruit, he's probably a next level genius. I've, this is what I've heard. So consuming fruit is, and the fear of fruit, let's say, is, is, is a part and parcel of a larger discussion. So I'll revisit it here, but part, but the reason I want to do this podcast is to is to is to have a very probably small voice, but to say, listen, con- there's other bigger fish to fry in the world, like frying fish, for instance. There are many, many other things that are taking us down. Stress being the first and foremost, but then all those things that can add to the stress or or you know p- play a part in our stress relief or you know adding. It's about stress. Don't get stressed about fruit. That's that. That's not the thing. There's lots of lots of other things to, to to be stressed about. The person who made a mean comment about you on Facebook is probably more a, a, a more valid thing to be stressed about than the freaking mango. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But I've heard it. You gain weight on fruit, then I would be obese. Okay. Uh, fruit, you know, causes diabetes. Yes, that's what's happening with diabetics, uh, and it goes on and on. So there are certain things that rise to the level, the higher level than most other misconceptions about fruit. And if it, by the way, if somebody tells you what you should watch fruit, you put, you're going to put on weight or you're going to X, Y, Z. First of all, ask that or see if that person is a, is a, a if, if, put this way, if they're a, not a dietitian or a nutritionist, then don't listen to them. If they're a dietitian, 98% of them don't listen to either. Sorry to say, but they're coming through the same crap that's in the, in the doctor's office. It's advertising, it's funding, it's whatever. I don't get into that bag. I do say that I'm not funded and I don't sell stuff. So just kind of look at what that's going on there. Okay. Just, just, just just sort of back out and go, huh? Like that. Okay. That's it. All I have to do. Huh? So I will finish this podcast by, okay. One more, one more thing before I finish. So the whole thing about fruit is of course, 
carbs. And what that does is it creates, the reality is the way that we think about nutrition is flawed fundamentally in the way that we think about nutrition, which is that we think about it in individual things. We That's again, the one thing marketing. We think about one thing. I can get you focused in your busy life with your busy family life and your job and everything else. And I can say, oh, no, 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 don't worry about all the stuff, just carbs, just, just, just carbs. That that will solve everything. Just focus on the carbs and don't eat as many. Don't look at statistics. Don't look at science. Just listen to me. Carbs, that's the problem. So first of all, we've got this narrow view of a very, very complex uh, entity, which is a piece of fruit. There's lots of things, thousands if you consider phytochemicals. There's antioxidants and vitamins and minerals and fiber and water, and there's protein, yes, there is, and fatty acids, yes, there is, and carbohydrate all there. What comes with the carbohydrate? That's what I ask in my class, but I don't just ask about carbohydrates. I go, ask yourself what comes with the protein you're eating. Oh, well, if it's a protein powder, nothing unless they added, you know, laboratory isolated vitamins and minerals. Okay. But naturally what comes with that protein? Nothing. Essentially nothing. What comes with the olive oil? Pretty much nothing. Oh, but it has the and Somebody told me that the Mediterranean, look at, look at it. Per cap for a hundred calories of olive oil, it's trace. Sorry, you have to consume a lot of that stuff. What about resveratrol and red wine? Hundred glasses. You want to drink a hundred glasses of red wine to get enough resveratrol? Then do that. It's going to be a real fun day, but the last day, and so that you can kind of make your decision about that however you want to live your or end your life. That's it's up to you. I'm not here to, to micromanage that on that level. Okay, so it's it's broadening out. It's looking at the bigger picture that our bodies are very complex. Our bodies do better when we eat food that has naturally occurring many, many things in it. And the food that we eat isn't one thing. And if one thing, one single isolated anything serves ever, because it hasn't yet, but if it serves our body well, it's because at some point Google cracked the the code and was able to transport our, you know, consciousness and do a, a fork and the, and we just need something to, that's that, that's that. But as long as we're in the human body, we're complex and the food that we eat should be complex. The food we eat should be complex because our bodies are complex. That's how the bodies go. Okay, I understand what this is. I don't understand what a calcium capsule is. That's freaking weird. How is calcium living in the world alone? How did it get sent off to college by the thing that it came out of? That's not natural. That's what the body literally actually says that. It's broadening out, okay? It's broadening out. Now, I'll end with, I was thinking about this picture, okay? There's a guy, this is a hypothetical. There's a guy sitting on his, sitting on his, in his couch. There may or may not be a cooler built into the arm of the couch. I'm just, I don't know. He's sitting on his couch. He has not seen his joint in 25 years, okay? He's got a big old gut hanging over his thing. His pants are about to fall down. Thank God for the invention of belts. That's all I'm saying. He's watching a game that probably involves something about Pittsburgh. And he's sitting there and he's watching this thing and his blood pressure is up. He's pre-diabetic. His heart rate is up. He's inflamed all over the place and he's sitting there. And when I see a guy like that sitting on that couch, watching that game, that big, big, huge gut hanging over his belly, I, here's what I always think. I always go, man, that guy should lay off the fresh fruit. I drank you a whiskey, but it left me undrunk. I climbed.
climb with a serpent to see what I'd done. I rose past the roses, bloomed brighter than the sun. I wished up some wishes, I thought you'd be gone. And the days cut in Cause I'd have followed you Way out of here Cause I'd have followed you Found a way clear Lived through the worst offered Then drowned in a tear I draw myself bravely But sometimes act from fear So I slide from a rail And let go all that's dear And the days colored in Cause I'd have followed you